0: One gentleman who's not a slacker, just looking at his bio, you can tell he kind of knows what he's talking about here. It's Dr. David Levitt from the Relief Clinic. Go to reliefclinicme.com for more information. He always starts off with a strike against him in in the minds of a lot of folks, not me so much, but uh, he's originally from New York. So uh, good morning, Dr. Levitt. How are you?
1: Good morning. Uh, Well caffeinated. (laughs) <laughs>
0: well, okay. This early in the morning, you kind of have to be, you know So um, so you went to St. Lawrence College in Bronxville, New York You went to medical school in Philadelphia And then you actually completed a three-year residency training uh, in the Bronx
1: Yes, yeah, that was uh, kind of eye-opening for a boy from the suburbs
0: I can imagine, I can, well, where's Bronxville? Like where? Well,
1: Bronxville's um, essentially the first nice suburb uh, north of New York City
0: <laughs> It's the first nice one, that's good Oh, that's and it was good. Sarah Lawrence College Oh yeah, Excellent. Now, uh, after completing your, your training, you moved up to Seattle. Um, talk a little bit about that.
1: Uh moved to Seattle uh, to do pri- you know, primary care medicine. I uh, liked the outdoors. I had great mountain biking there, uh, a lot of great fishing, a uh, great place to live. Um, however, after about 10 years, I uh, had a disastrous divorce. And uh, talking with a friend, probably half joking about joining the French Foreign Legion. Uh, About a month later, he came by with three packets and convinced me to uh, join the United States Air Force instead of the French Foreign Legion.
0: That that worked out, I would assume, a little bit better for, I mean, Jean-Claude Van Damme always joins the Foreign Legion in all his films, and that always ends up bad. So probably a good idea for you to just stick with the Air Force. It was probably a good idea.
1: A, a very good idea. Yeah,
0: <laughs> you were there for a while. You got commissioned right in as a major.
1: Got commissioned as a major. Uh, a little bit later, got uh, promoted to lieutenant colonel. I was a flight surgeon, uh, which meant my patients were pilots and their crews, a, a group of very well motivated
0: folks t- who wanted to stay healthy, so they could get back out and help their buddies out there. You know, I, I think a lot of people. They don't realize that when people get injured, like uh, it's almost like sports, you get injured, you wanna get back out there and and help folks. When you get injured and you're out on the battlefield, you wanna get back to it as as quickly as possible. I know for some folks, it's really tough when they find out, hey, you're not gonna be able to go back on that that battlefield.
1: That was probably the hardest part for them when they would have to be grounded. Um, In fact, it made it very difficult.
0: You had to look for problems. So after you separated from the Air Force, you moved to Maine and you started working for the Veterans Administration. Um, And you had several patients using medical cannabis for various conditions and begin to look into the modern research of it. And it looks like it was a pretty eye-opening experience for you.
1: It it was pretty amazing. Um, The research that's coming out now, since some of the laws have been softened up a bit, uh, has been pretty amazing. Uh, There are cannabinoid receptors in the brain Uh, probably why it works for anxiety, similar conditions. It's well known to work very well for nausea, which is incredibly important for people getting chemotherapy, where the the timing of each cycle of chemotherapy can be life-saving if you keep them on track. Um, For far too long, uh, cannabis has been relegated to a drug of abuse. And there's not been research. That's changing now.
0: We're talking with Dr. David Levitt from the Relief Clinic. Go to ReliefClinicME.com for more information. We'll talk more with him coming up. You'll listen to The Breakfast Club on Z1055. It's 812 and 63 degrees. Bringing you the 80s, 90s, and today. It's 819 and 63 degrees on The Breakfast Club. We're talking with Dr. David Levitt from the Relief Clinic. For more information, go to ReliefClinicME.com. What was the hardest part about opening the Relief Clinic, offering, uh, offering the medical marijuana certificate evaluations?
1: Probably getting over my own stigma over medical cannabis. Uh, when I was in med school, as well as training, as well as professionally, cannabis had been delegated as a class one drug, meaning there's no medical use for it. Kind of ignored it at that point as a physician. Um, I saw no harm in it. But it was illegal. Uh, Fast forward a few decades, and suddenly there was a ton of excellent research indicating medical use of cannabis was real. Uh, The relief clinic isn't interested in recreational users, uh, but will work with those with medical conditions. Uh, Getting final approval from the building code
0: inspector was also a uh, major hurdle. (laughs) It's it's always good when the government's involved. It's always easy. What uh, What should patients do before they come in for evaluation at the relief clinic? First, realize that we have to follow Maine's law regarding certification.
1: There are several medical conditions that the legislature has given their official approval for certification. Even if I think medical cannabis works for a patient for a medical problem that's not on that list, I can't risk my license and certify. Uh, Prospective patients should first take a look at the Maine Medical Marijuana Program rules that's available online, you know, it's a Google away. The medical conditions are listed there in section three. First, make sure your medical condition is there. Second, patients should bring in recent medical records at their first appointment. First, that knocks off $50 off the evaluation because it makes our job a lot easier. The Relief Clinic has a lot of patients who don't have medical records because they haven't had medical insurance or talked with their doctor about the medical condition they've been self-medicating. Uh, For the folks who've gone without medical care, who don't have a primary care physician or provider, uh, we often refer them to a federally qualified health clinic. Those offices often work on a sliding scale. Cannabis doesn't work for everyone nor everything, and regular medical care is important. Uh, For folks who've been self-medicating without their provider's knowledge, well, first we, we prefer to work with your provider. It's a medical team that's working to help you. Medical care works better that way. However, the relief clinic understands there are too many providers out there that still feel there's no medical use for marijuana and we will not jeopardize your relationship with your primary care provider. More medical providers are getting it. Earlier this month the relief clinic got its first referral from a local pain clinic. The patient has a very painful condition and his pain specialist it's kind of hoping that medical cannabis will be effective treating his pain. It's a very good alternative to Vicodin and Percocet in that there are a lot less side effects
0: than, than the opiates. What should uh, what should patients expect at their first vers- uh, at their first visit at the relief clinic? Mm. First, professionalism from everybody.
1: We carefully chosen our staff. Uh, we have two nurse practitioners working there, and they're not. run-of-the-mill nurse practitioners. Both have great medical experience. Both really understand that medical cannabis has appropriate use in treating disease. Both have taught at the local universities in nursing. Uh, One, in fact, earned her PhD in nursing, so I guess she should be called doctor nurse.
0: (laughs) Uh, Well done. Well done with that. I guess she could be, you know.
1: Uh, She is. Uh, Second, we've worked hard to make the Relief Clinic comfortable, a kind of mellow place while you're filling out your unescapable medical forms. This is medical cannabis. And like any other medical office, there'll be forms to complete. This is where having your medical records from your provider handy streamlines everything. We've tried to minimize the forms, but they're needed. After completing the forms, your vital signs will be taken like any other medical office. Then you'll see one of our providers. This is where we differ and aren't like other medical offices. If you have a medical condition that's on the approved list from the main medical marijuana program, uh, a certificate will be printed for you right there and then. We, we don't dispense medical cannabis. We give a certificate. Uh, the f- a follow-up appointment will be needed. That's already included in, in the price. And that follow-up visit is indeed mandated by the state, and we like to keep current with it. It's also good medical practice.
0: Dr. Levitt is in this hour and he is talking about the Relief Clinic, reliefclinicme.com. I'll we'll have more with him coming up. It's a breakfast club. It's 824, 63 degrees, Z1055. USA Headline Sports. Dr. David Levitt is in from the Relief Clinic, reliefclinicme.com. They're located at 23 Cross Street in Auburn. They do take walk-ins and appointments, and apparently people that call me don't realize I'm actually working right now. That's great. Go to ReliefClinicME.com. That's ReliefClinicME.com. What do you like? We'll start off with the positives. What do you like about the, uh, the medical marijuana program that, uh, that happens in this state?
1: Well, it's a good start, but but needs lots of improvement. Um, I've gotten a lot of flack from colleagues, about the whole idea of certifying patients for medical cannabis. Uh, They they very sarcastically call it, you know, uh, legalizing, you know, being a pothead. Um, There's not much I can say to those folks. They've really closed off their minds. Um, One of the better things is it's opening up the whole idea of research into medical cannabis. Uh, For the last 60 years or so, just the thought of medical research with cannabis was nipped in the bud. Uh, that's beginning to change. Uh, the, the recent research is inc- incredible. Um, there, there are receptors in the brain for cannabinoids. Uh, this kind of makes sense because people have been using medical cannabis for anxiety to, to seizures. Uh, you know, A few hundred years ago, people were making tea out of a plant called foxglove for a medical condition called dropsy. We now know dropsy is congestive heart failure. The active ingredient in in the tea was digoxin. Now you prescribe digoxin for congestive heart failure. It works a lot better than tea. I expect to see the same, but more rapid progress for the medical use of cannabis. I tell you, I, I worked for three years in an emergency room in the Bronx. I've never seen anyone dying from something related to cannabis. I've had patients dying from taking too much heroin to wishing they were dead when they were going through withdrawal. I've seen people dying from drinking too much alcohol and dying because they didn't drink enough. The same thing for prescription pain medications that are all over the place. You know, you don't see that with with, with medical cannabis. Uh, We all know, you know, the -the over-the-counter pain relievers, Aleve, naproxen, those kinds of things, are really safe. They are. But there are more people dying in emergency rooms From complications of those over-the-safe, over-the-counter medications, than related to marijuana.
0: What um, now? We get to go into the other part here. What don't you like about Maine's program? (laughs)
1: Lots. Um, First, there are far more medical conditions that generally respond well to medical cannabis than are approved in Maine. You know, for example, anxiety is not approved in Maine. Uh, it's, it's approved in other states, it's not like there's some kind of magic juju where you, know, you, you cross the border into Maine and cannabis suddenly won't re- work to reduce your anxiety. Uh, this is you know, one of the problems with bureaucrats regulating the medical field. Uh, fortunately, you can petition the state to add conditions and I think that's in section 3.5 of the medical, the main medical marijuana program uh, rules. Uh, look it up online or, or speak to your provider or dispensary. They can really help out with this. Um, another problem with the rules is dealing with chronic pain. Uh, in the rules, in the regulations, sort of hidden away is the requirement to follow the same documentation, uh, which means all the medical records a more complex exam uh, as needed for far more dangerous medications like OxyContin, dilated morphine, and the like. Um, I don't know why this clause was added. It, it's a little inappropriate. You know, the use of medical cannabis often leads to a decreased use of the more dangerous opiates, uh, but it's there. We, we have to deal with it. Um, you know, you just don't see many you know, medical problems with with even recreational cannabis. Yep some people abuse it, some people it really screws up their life. Uh, most people handle it. it it's kinda like uh, alcohol. If you, if you have beer in the fridge uh, it doesn't mean you're, you're an alcoholic. It means once in a while you like a fine adult beverage. Uh, that The same is true for recreational users. Um, and it probably has less problems than
0: alcohol. We are talking with Dr. David Levitt from the Relief Clinic, which is located at 23 Cross Street in Auburn. Go to ReliefClinicMe.com That is ReliefClinicMe.com They take walk-ins, or you can make an appointment. We'll have more with him coming up. You're listening to The Breakfast Club, Z1055. The Breakfast Club! Oxford Networks. We're talking with Dr. David Levitt from the Relief Clinic. Go to ReliefClinicMe.com where can people learn more about the medical use of cannabis?
1: Ah, you know, m- most dispensaries and some caregivers know more about medical cannabis than medical providers. Uh, m- many providers don't look at the recent advances in the research. Um, a big one is the stigma. Uh, the federal government still continues to classify cannabis as a class one drug, meaning it has no approved medical use or approved use in research, that that's a, a, a big stumbling block to get over. Uh, it, it there's a reason why there hasn't been a lot of research in, in cannabis because the government doesn't allow it. That's you know that dates back to reefer madness days. Uh, so all all through medical training, uh, medical school, medical training, private practice, they've been told cannabis is a drug of abuse. Uh, most docs don't know a lot, so it's fallen to the dispensaries and and caregivers. Um, well, one of my favorite sites, you know, t- to learn about this has been ScienceDaily.com. You, know, you pop that up on your screen; it has its own little internal research engine, and you type in medical cannabis and anxiety, medical cannabis and ulcerative colitis, and it gives you uh, you know links to scientific papers done by you know McGill University. By Cambridge, uh, you know, by by, quote unquote, real universities, you know, research not sponsored by High Times, uh, <laughs> to, to get a, to, yeah, to to get a good grip on on, the reality that this stuff does have medical use, that the Feds are, way behind the eight ball on this one.
0: Because they they never have been before, obviously. So you know it's not shocking I guess you could say when when you hear a lot of the stuff but you know, you've, you've seen a lot of stories I've seen a lot of stories uh recently in, in recent times so you know it it, uh, it seems like there's a lot of good research with this and uh I wish you the best of luck Dr. Levitt and uh, for more for more information if anybody wants to uh check it out go to reliefclinicme.com The Relief Clinic is located at 23 Cross Street in Auburn. They take walk-ins. They take appointments. Dr. David Lovett has joined us this hour. If you missed any of this interview, I would visit it and check it out at Z1055.com. Dr. Lovett, thank you very much. Thank you very much for having me. Well, thanks for being in. It's 853. It's 63 degrees. I'm here till 10. It's a breakfast club on Z1055. The Breakfast Club. This is your Sports Flash for Monday, June.